When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 76 of the Brilliant Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan back with you this week. And this week I'm delighted to be joined by Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Uh I've I've been better to be fair. <laughs> Donald Kelly, how's things? Ah, I'm all right, Ronan. Yeah, not too bad, I suppose. And Shane Magoo McGoldrick. Shane, how are you? Ah, uh, living the dream, Ronan. Living the fucking dream. So this <laughs> week we will look back on last week's Victory over Drogheda at the showgrounds. As well as that, we have a case of the White Hag beer to give away from that game. As well as that, we will discuss the latest news surrounding Sligo Rovers, including the the news surrounding an alleged suspension or what happened, the knock-on effect and all of that. We will also tell you about two Sligo Rovers women's players who have received international call-ups in the last few days. And as well as that, we will look ahead to Friday night's game against Shelburne. So first of all, Jerry, I suppose we'll go back to the draw of the game on Saturday. Um, it was a two-nil victory in the end. Yeah, um, started off well. Um, scored a really, really good goal through um, through Frank the Tank. Um, I thought we were going to push on and kind of really kind of blitz them, but. It didn't really turn out like that. Um, wasn't one of our greatest performances, to be honest with you. Um, a little bit flat, lacked a little bit of intensity. Um, didn't really get going all game, and it took a second half penalty really to put the game to to bed. Because you know, in fairness to Drada, they weren't great, but they were still in the game, especially when it's one 0 and we weren't playing particularly well. So, but look. You know, we've said it umpteen times before. We played well, we didn't get anything, we didn't play so well, and we got a 2 0 win, clean sheet, second one on the bounce. So, look, happy days, uh, delighted to get it. And Donald Jerry mentioned there that, you know, we've seen loads of times not great performances and not getting anything from the game, but how important is it, or how good is it to see that you can't, you know, that the performance isn't as good as hoped, but you still come out with, with the three points in at the end of the game. Well, to see it's the sign of a good side running, uh, that you can not play well and still get the result. Uh, I thought the clean sheet was was nearly meant more to me personally than, than the three points because I thought it was Luke's best game since he's come back for he commanded in the box. I, I, I noticed that he's quite vocal as well, so hopefully it's the same thing to come. I thought the, the back four were excellent to be fair um, and midfield it wasn't, wasn't that bad of a performance as Jerry said it was a bit flat second half but like you know it was just a funny atmosphere the whole evening was a funny atmosphere I thought the, the atmosphere in the stand from the terraces was, was pretty poor and I would be honest with you, you know I know it was, it was, the, the weather wasn't great it was a big shower before the game I think the, the turnout was quite small but like 
I always feel sometimes you need the fans to drive you on and just get behind the team or something. Just give the team something. The team feed off the energy in the stands. And if there's no energy coming from the stands, I'd imagine it's quite hard for them to kind of generate things at times as well. So, look at, as three points anyway, uh, I thought we could have scored more. Uh, we looked quite comfortable during the game and a decent result, I suppose. And Magoo, there, uh, Frank Levac scored his second goal in two games. It was a, I suppose, it was a one for the highlight reel. Yeah, it was a great goal. And it's, it's, I think it's something he's probably been threatening for a while now with the way he kind of wants to come inside and link up. Um, but the whole move was was uh, was a great move for Bell. Like the ball from Paddy Kirk to switch to play was what a ball that was. Like the, the way to the pitch, like it was like an arrow straight onto Banks' foot. And uh, the whole build up and the whole, and the, then the way Frank finished off so coolly as well. Like didn't panic when he got into the area. Um, it was a great goal, Ferris. Um, as Jerry said, then we never really kicked on. Um, but the whole, like as the boys were saying, the whole place was flat. The, the stand on the pitch, it was just one of those, it was like everybody knew what was coming down the line, the the, the bad news that was coming. Everybody, it was like we anticipated it beforehand. The whole place was just really flat and dead. And um, I thought first half we were okay, second half we weren't great at all. Um, but look, we got we got through it. And as Dylan says, a sign of a, it shows how, how we're improving and how we're getting better that um, while not playing well and the whole place being flat and um, never really looking too much trouble neither you know never like obviously when you're only winning it up you're, there's always a danger you know a silly, silly mistake or a set piece or anything and, and so you, you always need the second goal to come to bed but we never looked in real danger like we were going to concede or going to give give the game up you know I, I know in the, seen in the past remember in the past where we'd start panicking at that with, the, with only the one goal with like half an hour to go, you'd feel you'd you'd, you'd nearly see us dropping deep and and panicking in our own box and just sitting on the edge of our own box and bite, inviting teams on, no matter who we were playing. So you can see the team evolving like that. It's getting more confidence in itself, more more belief in what it's doing and its own game plan. That even when it's not playing, we're we're not at our top form. That we still have the belief that we're we're doing the right things and keeping our shape and that it, you know and eventually the second goal came from from doing that from not from not dropping back and not. Uh, just not conceding ground, just just still trying to play our own game. Even though it wasn't, we weren't on top form. We still we still stay true to our beliefs. Like so, that's good to see. It's good to see it's a, it's coming on like that. And Jerry, I I suppose the goal, but the second goal was you know it was a long time coming. It seemed in the game itself, but um, it was very important to get that second goal. Oh God, yeah. Look, you know as we said there, you know. Anything, anything can happen when you're 1-0 up. Uh, you could batter a team into the goals and it just takes one chance, one free kick, one decision from the referee, you know, and you're back to square one, you're you're one all. So, and we've seen it loads of times in the past with Rovers teams and in fairness to Magoo, like what he was saying there about how the team is evolving and, you know, about shape and not dropping deep and, and things like that. And I think as well, probably, and we talked about it, we said Magoo, I was asking him about it, during the game and like uh, with Nando going to left-sided centre-back um, made a huge difference to the, not only his game, but also the the team. Um, he looked far more comfortable and I think he got picked for man of the match, um, if I remember correctly, and I think he thoroughly deserved it. Uh, and again, just what Donald was saying, 
it was great to see um McNicholas keeping another clean sheet and he seems to kind of settle into the role and I suppose there was a lot of expectation and maybe pressure put on himself to kind of hit the ground running and he'd big shoes to fill and look I suppose it just takes you know a little bit of time and it was a tough time time of the year as well to come in uh, high pressure but he seems to be growing into it and I think you know that only benefit is going forward and Donald Jerry mentioned there the centre half partnership like we've said it previous weeks but having Nando Pinecker as the left centre half like, makes a massive difference compared to having him on the right hand side well, it, it, it does, Ronan. And in fairness, like I have to say, in fairness to Sean, he called that like a couple of weeks ago. No, he didn't. Yeah, uh, he did, Jerry. In fairness <laughs> to me, if you credit her too, like uh, I, I, I tip my hand. He, he said that he was calling Frank a great player weeks ago. I uh, won't pass any of that for him. No, he's, he's a bluffer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, look, look it's, we look very, very solid at the back. Uh, and as well, I have to say as well, especially mentioned to Greg Bulger as well, I thought he was fantastic. Like for, for the hour or so that he was on the pitch on, on Saturday, I thought he had a great game. And it was, it was nearly back seeing him to uh, to, to his former bowl or, or when he came to here first. And uh, look, it's, it's, uh, hopefully he can keep going and, and maintain that level of form for the for the duration of the season as well. But um, yeah, I know they're great. Two clean sheets in a row, I think uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great... Uh, Great sign, great uh, indictment of of the back four and the work that they're doing in the training pitch. Yeah, so I just want to second Donald on, on Bolger as well. I think the last couple of games he's been very good. And uh, great, his game management is excellent too. Like he can, he he offers so much. He brings so much more than just his his playing ability when he's on the pitch. You can see it, like um, the way he he just gets us through the games and he knows when to take the sting out of. It. Like he's he's not afraid to buy a free kick or you know take a man out if it needs to be taken out but also you know when to keep it short and simple at the back or when to spread open the game up with, with a long ball or a big switch to either side like he's just he's really intelligent footballer as well as everything else he brings in with his leadership and everything I think he's been excellent the last couple of games So lads we'll move on now to beer scorecast time Jerry we had two cases or one case to give away uh, Two Two cases uh, to give away for the draw the game Yeah we might need 222 for next week which uh to, to get everybody's spirits up, but yeah. So can I ask? Can I ask? Did anybody have uh, three nils to Dundalk? No, well, I don't know actually. <laughs> we might have to take the cases back off the lads. Sorry, lads. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've been forfeited. Send it to some fucking FBA delegate. Fuck the cons. So uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, he's outside his house and just chucked him at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But where am I now? So, 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 so. Uh, Dylan Monaghan won one case and Ryan Foley won the other case. So uh, the lads have been already informed. I was on to them on Twitter to say, uh, good luck and just send us on the email as usual and we'll have the cases to bear out to you as soon as possible. And we'll have one or two to give away for the game against Shells on Friday as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll have two again. Right, lads, we'll move on now to the latest news. And I suppose there's only one place to start. Jerry, uh, <laughs> and uh, rum, 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 rum. <laughs> be, be prepared, Ronan. Chainsaw massacre coming. Get 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 the edit button ready. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it's been a it's been a tough week, Jerry. 
Ah, it's been... I've never known a week like it, to be fair. Um, and it just shows you how football can fucking play with your mind. You know, one one day you're up, the next day you're at the bottom. And um, look, you know, look, we didn't we didn't help ourselves in that regard. Um, you know, it was it was an error, uh, I suppose, in our part. Um, and I think the club have held their hands up. Um, and I'm sure, look. More information will come out over time, and it'll probably clarify a few things that you know that aren't really clear at the moment, and it's it's difficult to uh, explain, particularly when um I suppose the legal challenge could be put forward. So I suppose even we have to be kind of a little bit careful in what we say, even though I wouldn't be very good at things like that. But um, but in my opinion, the FEI need to. You know they they need to they need to take they need to, they're culpable as well in this. Um, we're still operating off a, a model from the fucking nineteen twenties where you've got a committee that meets to say when a player is going to be suspended or not. What the fuck do we need a committee for? Is it jobs for the boys or what's the story? You know, it must be the only league in the world where a group of old fucking men sit down and decide when X, Y, or Z is going to be suspended. We don't need that. In, in this day and age, it's just crazy shit. Um, and like that too, you know, the FBI are the governing body of the of, of football in this country. They're, they're the overall body. And at the end of the day, three emails were sent out from the FBI. Two of them, the governing body, didn't have his name on it. So in my opinion, you do have grounds there to uh, challenge. But like everything in this country, you know, uh, when it comes to governance, uh, there's no country that does it better than us when it comes to f- uh, closing up rank and uh, batting down the hatches because these fellas, you know, they're 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 at this day in day out. And for me, the people that sit on these boards uh, or sit on these uh, committees, it's not about football. It's about politics and power. Power and politics. That's the bottom line. What was the FEI set up for in the first place, or any football association? Is to look after clubs. Is to encourage and nurture football in the country. And how can you anybody say that the FEI are doing that? Like when they're, you know, why can we not have a system in place where, t- where clubs are told properly, have a system in place, like every other country where a club is told, right, one email, that's it, he's suspended, or you don't need an email, it's four games, that's it, he's suspended. Um, things like even going back to the, the registration of Hartman. Now, again, I know, look, it was a small error. Uh, they wouldn't send it back. They didn't give us the opportunity to fix it, even though there was still a week to go um, before registration. Like, are they there to help us or just collect fines and play politics? For me, it's about collecting fines and playing politics. And nothing has changed since Delaney has gone. Absolutely nothing. How, how have we moved on? And I know it's our fault, but... The FEI are the governing body of football in this country, and they're they're the biggest enemy of football. People give out about the GA and the IRFU. The biggest problem for football in this country is the FAI. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And Donald Jerry mentioned there that, like you know, we see that you know the suspension, the emails, and stuff like that. It's just it's you know, it's. It's it's not what you know. I don't know how you even articulate it. I suppose it, it's 
it's disappointing that it's led to this. You know, like, it still goes on. Yeah, look at, I suppose, for whatever part of it we're culpable in, it is what it is, doing that kind of way. And, uh, oh, look, it's a kick in the guts, doing that kind of way, it really is. But, like, I've seen on, on Twitter, like, I think in junior soccer, they have some kind of um, alert system or whereby you, can, you can't you can actually select a player to play in a team if he's due for suspension. It, like, if physically, you can't nominate that player to be to be uh, selected on, on, a, on a pan or a squad or whatever. Like, that's junior football. There's so many solutions, but yet, as Jerry says, it's not, it's not about, and look at, if we messed up, we messed up, that's fair enough, but it's, this isn't, this isn't the first time that this, this happened and probably won't be the last. It's about control. That's, that's what it is with the FBI, it seems to me. It's all about control. And, uh, you'd wonder, like, the, again, small little club Astagger Rovers, who were they? Sure, we fucking we we throw the book at them, and and if it was a bigger club, you know, oh well, they might uh, find some way around it or whatever. That's probably me being a bit um, conspiracy, bit of a conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, it's just look, it's just shit basically, uh, and it's a bitter, bitter pill to swallow after the season that we've had. Uh, it's a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. But it is what it is. I'm not sure. Like it, it, to be honest, Donald, I know where you're coming from. Like with the conspiracy theory and all that. Um, conspiracy theory probably is too strong a word, but there. I suppose it's hard not to be scared by bias in the past, throughout the years from from day one, and like, you know, if you're to go through the years, there's thousands of examples where, you know, possibly things didn't go our way or we didn't get the rub of the green or we didn't get the 50-50 decision or we weren't helped in every any particular way. Uh, yeah, look, you know, we made a mistake. I suppose the frustrating thing for me as well is that, like, St. Pat's got off scot-free. That's just, on the same day, like, how, how, like, so they chartered a plane from Knock and they knew they had no way of getting back. And as far as I know, there was no communication at all with the FEI up until the point of when they had played their game over there and they said, basically, we can't get back. But there was no correspondence. There was nothing like, right, this we're in this particular uh, uh, pickle or whatever, right? So basically, you Pats went over, played the game, fine. But how were they not able to get back until Sunday? Three days after the game, surely there was a, a way of getting back, and surely it shouldn't have come to the day of the game where the game is cancelled. There should have been like, you know, Shelburne have a, a big issue with that as well at the time, and they were saying like, well, what about their fans? What about their uh, match day preparation on and off the pitch and things like that? Why were they only told at the eleventh hour? Yeah. Um, and why, why, why in one way, shape, or form were Simpats not sanctioned or punished? They get to play the game again. So how it's very, very easy to, to feel hard done by. We, we put our hands up and said, yeah, we made a mistake. But we're the only party between the FEI, St. Pat's, or us that have actually admitted to any wrongdoing. But yet, we're the ones that are fucking screwed over. Yeah. And in our situation, Jerry, we made a mistake, but the FEI also made a mistake. Oh, they said to you, yeah, so... Mistakes. 
the their their they also said it was, it was they had nothing got to do with the pat was the pass one was solely on pats, but yet they've let them off scot free, and they wouldn't take any sort of responsibility in in our in our case. They they wiped their hands of all responsibility and just punished us like we knew it was two cases going in that day. The two of them weren't going to come out with good outcomes. That that was never going to happen. No, it was either two coming out bad outcomes or one good and one bad. But there was no chance of two good outcomes coming out. And you could fucking bet you would have got good money or bad money, short odds on the the case to get the bad outcome being our one. That okay. was a fact. And conspiracy to... theory, conspiracy theories are not. That is a fucking fact. Yeah. If you were to take a slight rope his hat off, right, and you were a betting man, who would you be putting the money on? Coming out with the goods, you know, yeah. or coming out scot free. Uh, the man, the man, the, the club that has the 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 money man behind him, who has a lot of uh, good lawyers, I'd say, in his back pocket. Absolutely, and I think as well. Look, in fairness to to to. To the club, right? You know, and look again, not making excuses. In fairness, the club held their hands up, said, "Yeah, we made a mistake." So, you know, but I suppose from the point of view, like when you look at the uh, the workload, um, would have doubled or trebled over the last couple of months, um, and that in itself brought huge, huge pressure, um, and I think it's very easy to say, right, well, we should have took an extra person on, but it's not that simple where you take an extra person on and they just slip straight into football administration. It doesn't happen like that. We're, we're, we're never really in a position up until now probably to take maybe somebody extra on or, you know, um, and 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 have that kind of, I suppose, um, bit, of, bit of buffer there that can absorb the extra pressure. And I just don't think we had that. So probably we also didn't have the structures, the correct structures in the place. And I just hope as well that we do learn from, uh, from this and, you know, look, it's a very expensive lesson to take, but at the same time too, we have to take, take it on the chin. We have to learn from, we have to push on and make sure that we come back better and stronger than what we were before and that we don't get ourselves in this position again. Um, but I haven't said that, like it is, it, it is a human error, uh, and people that are under pressure. And it's very easy as well for people on Facebook and social media to, oh, fucking, it's an amateur set. It is an amateur fucking setup. Yeah, you're right. Like they're criticizing saying it's an amateur fucking setup. Basically, it is bar one or two. So, you know, it's easy to criticize. It's easy to throw stones and all that. But on the other hand, as well, the club needs to learn and move on and make sure that this doesn't happen again. Um, and it's not about moving on it's just about learning um, and there's nothing look it is it is what it is and there's no more I'm sure look you have to think of the players too they won the game you know and it's fucking sod's law that we had to win the game the game that we won was against the team that we we're trying to chase down but what I mean yeah. against the fucking tuna lots against Shamrock Rovers or something it's just if, if you try to make if you try to write it if you try to write a horror story that that that, that is that's your fucking horror story and I tell you one thing as well, Seth and Rona were chatting before we came on rear. One way of making the money back, but we missed the opportunities now, was Sligo Rovers till I die instead of fucking Sunderland till I die. Because I'm telling you, that would wipe the floor with Sunderland until I die this season. Unbelievable stuff. But you know what? Like, I, I hear people, I've seen people as you were saying, Jerry, on social media, but the people as well on social media having a go at, at uh, like, like Russell and Adam McDonald, everything. Well, sure, he knew he was suspended. And, yeah, I played junior soccer for many years, and you know how many you catch. I played junior soccer for twenty over twenty fucking years, 
And I couldn't tell you how many yellow cards or when I got booked or what week I got booked. And especially if you're in the situation of the FEI where it doesn't lead automatically to a suspension. You yeah. have to wait for a committee to meet every three weeks. So if you were playing on a Friday, if you were playing, if you were on a Friday Monday game weekend, and you played on the Friday and you got your fifth yellow card, no well as the suspension, you're not suspended for the Monday game because the committee doesn't meet. Yeah. So you can play that game. So how are lads supposed to know when they're suspended? And that's added like to that. the confusion as well. So it added to the confusion yeah. within the club, but also trying to, I suppose, express that because trying to explain that to people because. It's hard to understand, like, but that's the fucking problem. It shouldn't be hard to understand, and that is the problem, yeah. And that's why, that's why you're so, it's so deflating when, when you admit that you've, you've, you've made a mistake, and they've also made a mistake, and they take no responsibility and just come down on your hammer and tongs, and that's it. And it's just so fucking annoying. But there's also, I was wondering, like, we then McDonald then was suspended, was taken, as far as the what the the gist of it that I could guess, it. We were told he was suspended for the draw of the game. Contact was made. He was suspended. Uh, and it was late or whatever, Thursday or Friday, whatever to find out, whatever, right? So, but if we had to lose the draw of could we then have objected and appealed to get the game replayed, seeing as we already got punished for not playing him against Dundalk? Yeah. Can I just ask about that there? So basically what you're saying or what the, allegedly has happened is that we missed the... We didn't think he was suspended for the Dundalk game, right? And then the FEI contacted the club to say that he was, but now he needs to sit out the next game, which was against Drogheda. So basically, we've had a double... double we've been punished twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like if we had to lose Drogheda... Well, that's how the club, a lot of people are asking the question, how did... Why was McDonnell... Why did he not play against Drogheda? Yeah. My understanding from what you're saying is that the club did miss it, and they, they missed, well, whatever, the same two emails, probably didn't see the third, wasn't on the, the two emails. Then the FEI contacted the club and said, well, he was suspended for the Dundalk game, so now he needs to miss, miss the draw of the game. And that's, it wasn't anything other than that, really. Yeah. But then, like, if we had to lose to draw that, then we would have been within a rights to say, well, hold on a sec here. We're asked to be punished for not playing him, for playing him in the Dundalk game. You've taken three points off us. He was eligible to play against Strada, and now we've lost that game. We wanted to get it replayed. I know this is all hindsight and, yeah, and stuff because yeah. that didn't happen. But like, you can imagine the shit show then that would have done, and the the rod they were making for the run back with something with the decision they made if something like that had to happen. Like, because we would well have been in a race because we were punished twice then in that situation. Like, it's just a complete fucking shit show from them. Like, look, obviously we have to hold our hands up. We've been a mistake and everything, but like, I think the FAI have handled the whole thing. The like the procedures in the first place are a disgrace, but then the way to handle everything since has just been a shit show. Yeah, but you mentioned just, the procedure. Go on, do yeah. Sorry, just just you know, Jerry touched it there, Ron. But like that, it was just one thing I wanted to say on it as well. Uh, it was like a lot of commentary, and you know, like amateur hour and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was actually that that really kind of pissed me off. To be quite honest about it, like while I'm over Mooney's or down on Nails having a couple of pints before the game, right? There's volunteers that are in that in the showgrounds like two hours more before kickoff, right? You walk to the turnstiles. The people that are taking their money at the turnstiles that are scanning your, your season ticket, volunteers. The fellas that are selling uh, the uh, tickets for the half-time raffle, volunteers. The people working in the shops, volunteers. The people selling programs, volunteers. 
every person that's in uh, volunteers run our club. These people give up their time to run our club and make our club a success. And for for our own so-called fans, call them fucking amateur amateur hour and this that. If if they think they can do any better, put your name up and and try and make some kind of positive contribution to the club instead of fucking hurling from the ditch and talking shit about about our own club. It's our club, and if you don't like something about it. Change it, but change it from within. No good talking shit about about our own club. We're only as strong as we are uh, when we stick together. And this crack of uh, oh uh, sniping at, at at people, you know what I mean? It's a load of bollocks. We have the best club in the in the country, right? We have the best uh, the the best volunteers in the country. These fellas live, breathe, eat, sleep, drink, bleed Sligo Rovers. And for for people to be commenting about them that they're not doing a good job. They're doing an absolutely unbelievable job. One mistake, and and uh, people jump on that. It was one mistake, a costly mistake, but the, for what those people, for what the volunteers, and what for what everybody involved with Sega Rovers does, including the players, what they do for our club, and what they give us, the joy that they give us, they're entitled to one mistake. As I say, it's a costly one, and I hope to God we learn from it. But stop knocking the club. If you want to, if, just be, do you know what I mean? There's no point being negative about it. It is what it is. Move on. But this crack of fucking sniping and, and, and talking shit about our club, I I absolutely hate it. He's yeah. fighting your club through thick and fucking thin. That's it. Simple as that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're right, though. Donald. Look at all we have as a community club. Look at all we have. Look at the, the, the ground we have and the progress we made on and off the pitch in the last few years, all down to them volunteers. Look at, look at the amount of good and the amount of things they've got right. And you don't Absolutely. you don't hear you don't hear fucking people coming out every week praising that and fair play. And not only don't are you are they here when you're down having your pre match pints, but when you're having your after match pints, they're still here picking up and things are half eleven nights. And you know something that maybe, there's not maybe, a word there's not no. a word about fucking oh fair play to them this week and that week and every else they've done right. It's as you say, jump on the fucking the bandwagon then when and oh sack them and run them and they need to be got like if people, were, if people were expected to pick up their fucking curry chips after the game and the, that the committee didn't have to go and pick, clean the stands after them, and yeah. maybe they might have more time to work on some of the administ- administration and that side of the stuff that goes on in the club that nobody ever sees and nobody gets any time for. So, to be honest with you, lads, the biggest voices aren't the people that are there even eating the curry chips. They're at home fucking scratching their arse and not even at the game. But yeah. it's just, it's the social, social media uh, world that we're living in now that everybody has an opinion um, you know, I think as well these people don't realise that they're, they're they're what they're typing into their phone or what they're typing into their computer that the whole world can see. I think people are very insular looking these days, and they think when they put something up on Facebook that it's only one or two. Oh, I don't know that the only they can see it, but the whole world can see it. And a lot of them are making fucking ages themselves. Uh, you know, either put up or shut up. So. <laughs> This is Sean from America. Well, the uh, game was definitely a tale of two halves. First half, I thought we were incredible. Came out straight out the block, really fast, good ball movement. Um, forwards were interchanging. I mean, play was incredible for the whole first half. We got the early goal. What an incredible team goal that was. It was probably one of the best goals of the season and Big Frank capped it off with that goal and uh, I think he's he's settling in and starting to change a lot of people's minds uh, not for me I think 
he was a quality player coming in. But second half, I don't know what happened. Looked like we came out and just decided we weren't going to play. We are just going to sit in. Whether that was instructions from the from the coach, but it didn't seem like it. It sounded like he wasn't very happy with it either, and he made the early changes. So, but I thought first half, you know, everybody was, was really good. Midfield was great. Front line was incredible. And then second half, it all changed, and we were gifted an absolute uh, gift of a penalty. And uh, luckily, Kina slotted it home, and uh, we kept the clean sheet, finished out the game. Um, but hopefully that first half is what we'll start seeing more in the upcoming games and, uh, but we'll see. I think, uh, Europe's all but gone now with the FAI decision and, uh, you know, but hopefully they'll keep pushing and, uh, maybe we'll get Russell to, uh, start playing people in there right positions hopefully and see how that goes maybe try out a few things that maybe he wants to play with next year and uh see how it goes um it's pretty much a free hit so but on uh on frank connor i know you're uh you're doubtful about frank but he's remember he came in halfway through the season from a different country brand new league settling in he's playing out of position but he's got quality and when he gets in the box he comes alive and uh he's starting to starting to show his his talent and uh i think you give him a chance by the end of the season he'll be your favorite player so hopefully everybody will push on and uh up the rovers Right, lads, we'll move on to a bit more happier news, I suppose. Jerry, tickets are still on sale for the trip to the White Hag. Yeah. So, um, I was just saying there last week, um, two weeks ago, we had three sold. Last week, we, we had a refund of one. And unfortunately, we're back to one ticket now. There's not a refund mm-hmm. look for So, there should be plenty of space on the train heading out. Uh, to White Egg and up. Look, it's going grand. It's going well. Um, it's like everything too. Hopefully, there'll be a late surge of tickets come towards the end. Uh, you got out the out uh, like last year, and I think if uh, I think we all need to go down <laughs> after all the shite up and up over the last week or so. So it's a great chance to get together, have a few beers, have a bit of food, bit of music, bit of food on the train back to O'Neill's or somewhere like that, or you know so. We go to, and you'll be back in town for a half ten and you know, so happy days. We need something to cheer us up. And you get the tickets on board Saturday, just buy the fucking things. Absolutely. And tickets are still on sale for the annual draw, which will take place actually the start of next month, not that far away. And the five hundred club memberships are still available as well. Um, as well as that, all but it's been in news about two Sligo's on uh, women's teams first. Well, first of all, Emma Duffy, who's part of the Sligo's under 17 team, she has been selected as part of the Republic of Ireland under 16 squad for two friendlies against Wales on September 13th and 16th in Newport. So well done to Emma and well done also to Emma Doherty, 
who of course is um part of the Sligo Rovers senior women's team. She's been selected at the Republic of Ireland under 19 squad for two friendlies also, but they were to be travelling to Portugal in a place called Luso, as far as I'm aware. Um, next week also on the 13th and 15th, so two friendlies against Portugal for the Ireland under 19s there as well. And Emma and the Sligo Rovers senior women's team are back in action this Saturday after um, a little break. They're back against Galway WFC on Saturday, 2 o'clock in the showground. So it's five euro for adults, kid under 12s go free. And if you're a season ticket holder, of course, you also get free entry into the game um, there on Saturday at the showgrounds. Right, lads, final part of this week's show. We will look ahead now to the game against Shelburne on Friday night at Talca Park. Uh, Jerry, it's going to be... Uh, well, Shelburne, you know, Damien Duff has them humming, I suppose you could say there. They drew it on Dock, but, you know, he's he seems to have, you know, got a tune out of this squad. Yeah, um, I watched him against Dundalk last week and I was really impressed with him. Um, really, really good sight. Um, starting to play really, starting to play good football now. Um, he's really got a side there that kind of give give him everything. Uh, they never stop running. They never stop pressing. They're constantly good movements. Big lads at the back, big lads up front, so they're physical as well. Uh, two lads in the middle of good engines on them. Not the best of players, but like as I said to you, they'll, they'll give him everything. Um, and we know from playing them previously in the season that uh, what they've beaten us twice. Um, so, yeah, look, um, I suppose the only thing going into it now as well is that I said last week that uh, nobody gave us a chance um, a few weeks ago. At all, at all, at all. Nobody gave us a chance last week. And we're back to near on Mission Impossible now. But look, stranger things, as we said there as well, stranger things have happened in football. All we can do now is, you know, um, go out and play and try and pick up the points. Um, There's probably no real pressure on us now. So, like, go out and express yourself. I hope they go out and and express themselves, but hopefully they do. And look, in all of this as well, I think, you have to feel I, I'm usually kind of the one who would be kind of oh, maybe on players' cases and stuff like that, it'd be a bit of a whinge bag like that. And um, but I suppose the players and, and John Russell and and um Ryan Casey and all that, like however bad we're feeling, they must be feeling really, really bad. Like to go out and win the last two games, two nil, clean keep playing sheets and yeah, we're back in it now. Like, how must they feel? Uh, they must be absolutely good at all together. Um, and I suppose, look, you just hope that they go out and give it their all and do their best. And I don't think anybody can be critical of them going forward. And, you know, like, uh, you know, this season, like, I see fucking Egypt as well saying, like, oh, nothing has changed on Russell. Like, and you'd be wondering, what the fuck are they, are they uh, looking for? What are they, what are they watching? I don't know, but they want, to, they want to change sports anyway. Yeah, like uh, Eamon Kelly put up a tweet there um, about a, a week ago and basically we took, it was a 22 points from um, John Russell's 11 games in charge. So on that basis, we'd end up with uh, 66 points over the course of a season, which would put us second 
on last year on four points ahead of Simpats, who came second, right? So how can you say, oh, the only two things were, were that we, we bet Motherwell or we got lucky in Europe? Like, what? Magoo, what? Like, seriously? Uh, I don't know. You can't look. You can you can just see even even like this is gonna this is this is a stupid thing to say. Like even if we weren't getting the results, if you were just looking at the team playing and the way we're playing, the way we're setting up, the the the, the style of football changing. You can see the style of football changing in the last in the last few weeks. You can see the way we're setting up, where the teams involved. Like even without taking the results out of it, the points, how many points have gotten in the first eleven games, or whatever. You can still see the progression from what John when he's when he's took over even till now. You can see and like give him another couple of months, like when he gets into next season, I think we're gonna be flying it to be honest with you. But look, that's all of us with the rovers hat on again. But I honestly do if if you're watching the game, you're not just you know, like as you say, Jerry, it's lads, you know, they're not even here eating the curry chips, they're at home and next thing looking, oh them fucking useless, they're useless, nothing has changed. Like watch the game, man. Don't don't anyone try and tell and come me, come to tell me that that things are still the same as they were here a couple of months ago in Buckley's last few games of charge. Because if anyone thinks that, then they'd want to go and see the opticians or something because they're fucking they don't know what they're looking at. And Dolan has a chance now to, I suppose, I wouldn't say it's revenge, but you know we lost earlier on the season in Talker Park, but a chance now to to get three points. I was uh, I was at that game in Talking Park Run and, and actually remembered the performance um I think uh on the day. I mean like if you compare like just what the, what the boys were saying there in relation to how far we've progressed. Yeah. If you compare our performance, even flat and all as as the game was and as we were in the second half on, on last Saturday night, compare our performance last Saturday night to that game the last time we played them in Talking Park. It's like chalk and cheese. They're like two totally different sides. So anyone that says that we're not progressing the Russell is talking out their their, their rear end. Um, yeah, like that game at Target Park, I there was a massive big shower during during the game, and uh, like the 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 people in Target Park were reluctant to let the Rovers fans in under the uh, in under the uh, in under the stand, and there's there's some old fucking gobshite from Dublin. Uh, they wouldn't let you under the roof in the in the showgrounds or some fucking bullshit. He was fucking talking. Obviously, clearly another man that's never been to a to to uh to stay one of it because we have a roof in our fucking stand. But um, <laughs> but no, this is but uh, no, we owe them one. And the thing about it is is, and I'm a firm believer in this. Uh, that like adversity or setbacks don't define your season. It's how you respond to them, and that's that's how. I suppose I, that's how I'd like to think the mentality in this in the, in the the within the squad should be. It's how they how they're going to react to this. It's an absolute sucker punch. It's a it's a it's a desperate blow to take, but like they have an opportunity now to say to make themselves feel really aggrieved and go out and fucking get as many points as you can till the end of the season, and say at the end of the season, oh shit, lads, we were three points short. It's fucking that that really shafted us, or they can understandably say, well, look, we're gone now, whatever. But I'd really like to see them kick on and uh, finish the seasons, finish the season strong. Like, nothing to lose, everything to gain. Uh, play for your pride and uh, go out and just fucking, just show show everybody what you can do and show your, uh, 
of what they might be missed out next season. But it's not over yet, anyway. It's and it's, it's still not over. There's, there's, I I thought last week there would there would be twists and turns before this uh, before the season's over, and there'll be another twist or turn yet. Who knows what's going to happen? Pat, so, pass, pass my place to spend a player this weekend. But you never know, Magoo. You never know. You never know. I don't. So, I don't. I, I honestly don't think though that we'll we'll be sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves. Yeah. Like I think I think that, um, like look, it was it was a long shot anyways. So, and yeah. we we all knew that like that we were we you know we were. It was going to take as good. It was going to take uh, some sort of effort and as you suggested, a few twists in our favor and stuff for us to get there. But like I think that we're building something, and regardless of whether we make Europe or not this year, I think we're 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 only on the start of the journey and Russell and Casey and stuff. So we're only building. So I don't think I think maybe they might have had a couple of days, you know, feeling hard done by, and which is understandable. Like we all fucking feel hard done by. But um, I don't think they'll feel sorry for I do think they'll go out and they'll put on. Um, from like the, that saying that we win is like talk has never been an easy place for us to go, and they're playing well and stuff. But I think we will put in a performance. I I don't think we'll be sitting around giving up the ghost now for the rest of the season. I honestly do think we we'll still keep going. And because oh, you said on, you never know. You never know. It's never I, over. I never think it's. Sta- I, I think we're going to have a statement victory uh, tomorrow night, Magoo. How many? Um, how many, Donald? How many? Four in Magoo. Oh, we need to get a bell in this. The ding, 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 ding. Every time one says, we need to ring this bell. Four nil, no problem. <laughs> I, I, I'd be close enough. I actually, for me sins and going to Garbrook tomorrow night, uh, I'd be close enough to, uh, I'd be close enough to to target Berg. And believe you me, I hope to God I hear a Sega Rovers fan singing go down the road and leaving Target Park with three points tomorrow night with the help of God and I'd be joining uh, the celebrating afterwards. If, if I was at Garrett Brooks I'd be hoping I'd be hearing someone else singing too but Cut. You don't need to edit that out. I don't think you'd be listening. No, no way. No, no. no. We're not going to get a. We're not going to get sued. Uh, and Jerry, if you were to make your own prediction, um, well, every time Donald goes four 0 we win two 0 So I go two 0 The goo's not a man for making predictions. I think. No, every time Donald says four 0 I say I'm not going to make a prediction, and yeah. then we win two 0 So I'm not going to make a prediction. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a prediction that Don will be singing tomorrow night anyway. Either way, I got friends in the place. <laughs> oh, 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 God! Right, it's gone down. It's gone downhill fucking rapidly. This <laughs> I suppose the last thing, Ron, and just, uh, just, uh, you know, look, we said it umpteen times. We fucked up, but you just. You'd, you'd appeal to the fans to, you know, look, following side rovers is never easy. There's always twists and turns and ups and downs and more downs than ups. Um, but, you know, this summer has been unbelievable. Probably a, a summer like, like none of us have ever had before in our lives, you know, when it comes to supporting your local club and, and all that. And, and it was just unbelievable. Um, and it's just, you know, not brushing anything under the carpet, but we're well used to adversity. It's our middle name, to be honest with you, uh, 
being Sligo Rovers fans. So look, just stick stick with the cause, you know, keep the faith. We'll be back when we'll be back better than ever before. And we, you know, we learn from this. And you know, sometimes these things make you stronger and, and make you, you know, better. And I, I just think that that it will. And um, you know, let's onwards and upwards and you know, let's say up the rovers and fuck the Rogers. Right, lads. I think that's all we have for time for this week. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Donald. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, lads. And thank you, Magoo. Cheers, Ron. Cheers, boys. Best town in the world. Best town. And thank you for this. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. One more. It's brilliant. 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 Here comes Quigley. And it's.